Today we are going to be breaking down day one of Chargers training camp and I was out there and let me tell you, it was bombs away for Justin Herbert and this new look offense. You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. We've been covering the Chargers now for seven seasons together, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen to the show wherever you get your podcast from. David, we have a fun show today, recapping day one of Chargers training camp and like, so much fun stuff to get into. It is finally here, Daniel. Training camp is upon us, and we're going to get into Justin Herbert absolutely airing it out, letting it loose. Quentin Johnston standing out, looking crazy out there, looking really fast. And J.C. Jackson officially back in action. Yeah, and the you know kind of ripple effect of J.C. Jackson being back right and Asante yeah. Samuel Jr. working with the second team looks like Daniel Popper at least was right early on in that camp battle but yeah it was awesome to see what I wanted to see at day one of Chargers training camp which was the offense looking noticeably more aggressive that's what we wanted right we wanted to see more downfield shots and it was like that and Justin Herbert was just being more aggressive and at times even kind of forcing himself it looked like to be more aggressive and that paid off i mean the chargers even though it wasn't bad coverage in a lot of the instances great back shoulder throw great deep passes i mean pinpoint accuracy justin herbert was on on day one at training camp well daniel it's just so beautiful to hear you confirming all of the reports of what this chargers offense was going to look like yeah. and what all of the members of the Chargers organization and coaching staff have been saying on the offensive side, we are going to be more aggressive. We are going to throw the ball down the football field. We heard it last year. We didn't see it, but we did see it this year. We did see it on day one of training camp. And that's exactly what we wanted because we know that is the way to go. When you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert that can throw it anywhere he wants to, you want to see him let it go. Yeah, exactly. And it was just nice because, like, so often we've talked about, okay, it just doesn't look like they're trying to get the most out of the exactly. tools that Justin Herbert had. That wasn't the feeling I came away with today. And obviously, you know, it's helmets, no shoulder pads, right? No pads on besides helmets. Like, so it has to keep going, obviously. Sure. But as far as what you could see day one, I don't think you could see more than what we did see from them, right? And it started... Mike Williams, great back shoulder catch against Jasir Taylor. That happened starting off one seven-on-seven seven period. Set the tone. The very next play, he goes to the opposite side. Asante Samuel Jr. has Keenan Allen about in as tight of coverage as you could have. Instead, it's another back shoulder throw. This time, it's out on the charge. Put it out on social media, too. But he goes up and makes a one-handed catch along the sideline. And it was just like Keenan Allen making it look e way easier than any receiver <laughs> should, right? And also... You know, the two top dogs saying, hey, don't forget about us, right? Like, we're the guys here. We're receivers one and two on this team. And then a couple plays later, Justin Herbert finds John Hightower over the top with a 50-yard bomb for a touchdown somewhere around there. It's hard to tell the numbers when you're there, right? But sure. just a bomb, got a step, was that deep threat for that play. And just, you know, Justin Herbert, of course, 
put it on the money. But one of the things that I love to see was just on a couple of the plays, I saw Justin Herbert. You know, obviously, I don't know what's going exactly through his head, but you could see him going through his progressions, right? And it happens quick. He's here. He's here. He's here. Right. And you see it. And like, he, you know, you can totally see him kind of processing in real time. But today, it seemed like he was willing to take that extra beat, right? To go back to a read that he had maybe already written off a little bit and actually force himself to push the ball downfield instead of taking what the smart play might be every time, which is throwing it to Austin Eckler in the flats. He looked Austin Eckler off. He went back to one of the deeper reads down the field on that Keenan Allen play and made a big play right there. Yeah, we know how much of a supercomputer Justin Herbert is. We know how, how much of an incredible processor he is, but he has to push himself out of his comfort zone, and he said that. He said, I think one of the things that, just, to me, I just need to make sure that we're throwing the ball down the field and we're taking those shots. We have those guys on the outside that we're able to make those plays. My role as the quarterback is to get them the ball and put them in a position to win. When you have guys like Keenan and Mike and Q and Josh, you're going to be able to throw the ball down the field to get them the ball. I think that's my main priority. And I think that right there just shows you there's a philosophical difference in how Justin Herbert wants to attack opposing defenses this year. And I think offensive coordinator Kellen Moore is going to be the guy that's pushing him to do that every chance he gets, both schematically and vocally in his head. Yeah, and I mean, it might just seem like lip service, like hearing him say that, right, and just saying, sure. okay, well, anyone can say that. That's true. I don't think we've really heard him say that over the first couple no. of years. Like, I think that the thing has always been like, I'm going to make the best play. I'm going to make the smart play. I'm going to do what the team needs of me, right? I think we're yeah. more of the sound bites we were getting from him. Now you can tell, and it, you know, the proof is in the pudding. He was doing it, and it's different when you're in a real game, right? In training camp, when there's no consequences, it's a lot easier to you know take those shots. But I think one of the things that you saw in Kellen Moore's offense was obviously being more aggressive, but one of the, the things that you also saw was just what kind of opportunities they were looking for. And it didn't necessarily mean someone is running wide open, right? Yeah. And that was the other thing where it was nice to see from Justin Herbert was like, Sometimes these dudes don't have a lot of space, but like he has the arm to get it there anyways, and just being more willing to give his receiver one-on-one -on -one shots down the field. I mean, neither you know Keenan Allen nor Mike Williams were open on the 25-plus yard plays that they had, but in Kellen Moore's offense, he is you know saying, take those shots. You have Mike Williams one-on-one. -on -one. You have Keenan Allen one-on-one, -on -one who even you know at this age still is showing he can be a deep threat. Like, he can actually make plays down the field even though he's never been the fastest guy. Like, give those guys, give your two big weapons chances if they have those one-on-one -on -one situations. Yeah, I mean, I just remember I, I uh, quote-tweeted one of your tweets when you were talking about Mike Williams, and I think it was uh, Mark Webb and Dean Leonard that was in coverage yeah. on that play. And uh, you said that Dean Leonard had really, you know, really tight coverage but Mike caught it anyway. Yeah. And it's just those are the type of situations where you're like, man, it's got to be so frustrating to have to cover a guy like Mike Williams who has an, an incredible catch radius and really just has a knack for making those yeah. circus type of plays. And I think that should instill confidence in Justin Herbert to throw it out more, uh, more often and give, give him those opportunities and not be afraid to try to fit the ball into those small, tight windows because he can do it. 
He can yeah. do it, and those guys can go out there and make the catch. They can make the play, and that all that does is instill confidence in your quarterback to take that extra beat and try to reprogram that supercomputer that Justin Herbert is into being one that's maybe a little bit more aggressive so you can see a, a lot more of those splash throws that we see every single Sunday. And I'm sure it won't be like this for the entire training camp, sure. but like he never had to pay for it, right? Like him building and stacking these confidences on top of each other by him trying to fit those balls in and his big wide receivers going out and making plays on it. Cause let's, yeah. forget, you know, not forget if Quentin Johnson is out there, that means you have every receiver out there is six, two plus, yeah. right? So like Monsters. you have guys that you can use in that way, use those guys in that way, right? Give them chances to go make plays over corners who are 510 and 511 even if there's not a lot of space but yeah the play you're talking about dean leonard very tight coverage in breaking route from mike williams justin herbert just puts it on the money and there's nothing you could do like that that just is what it is and it's nice to have those plays every once in a while we saw quentin johnson make some plays as well that we'll talk about but just in general seeing kellen moore's offense go out there for the first time they go out for a seven and seven and they had a couple. I mean, Josh Palmer also had like a 30-plus yard catch down the sideline. That's Ante Samuel Jr., another one where he's in tight coverage, yeah. still just making the catch, right, making ridiculous catches. But like, it was like four of the first five plays of the seven-on-seven seven period. And seven-on-seven, seven, for anyone who doesn't know, is basically without any linemen, right? So it's receivers, running backs, tight ends versus linebackers and safeties and yeah. corners. But four of the first five plays were like 20-plus yards down the field. So, like – to see that compared to what we've seen in years past was just such a breath of fresh air, like getting to see that. And noticeably different. Like that is what you wanted to see. You wanted to see an offense this that was not Joe Lombardi's near. offense. Yeah, exactly. Nowhere near Joe Lombardi's offense. You wanted this to be the Kellen Moore, Justin Herbert offense. And by all accounts on day one, it looks that way. And Justin Herbert, too. Another great thing, as much as throwing it deep and, you know, signing babies and, and giving his shoes away, like seeing how much that contract meant for him for the first time, having him talk about it, honestly touched me for sure. Like it was a deep moment. And what he had to say about Quentin Johnston, you have to hear because after what I saw, the dude definitely stood out on day one of Chargers training camp. So we're going to get into Justin Herbert's contract comments and also Quentin Johnston standing out coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway in the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. If you're looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round, Catch an initial spark for your roster by revving up with two elite NFC East wide receivers, the Cowboys' C.D. Lamb and the Eagles' A.J. Brown, a letter-perfect guaranteed early fit. Count on Lamb driving Dak Prescott and Dallas' new-look passing game to big numbers and Brown revving up Jalen Hurts' downfield throwing again in Philadelphia. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship this year, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
It helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up, because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything for your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check mark. get the right parts and the right fit, and the right prices, ebaymotors.com, Chargers Country, Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Someone did get upset that I said Chargers country. Let's ride. But the thing is, is if I get a chance to take a shot at Russell Wilson and his corniness, I'm just going <laughs> to do it every single time, especially now that he's inside the division. But eBay Motors, I mean, if you're telling me they're going to tell me exactly what I need, you need, don't need to see anything else, right? Well, I actually like used eBay Motors. I bought a new handle for my car on the inside because it ripped out. I was at the dealership. It was $50. I got it for half price on oh, eBay Motors. So there you go. An actual go, real right life there. testimonial. But let's get back to Justin Herbert because we didn't get to hear from him after he signed the most lucrative contract in NFL history on a per season basis, right? The highest paid player ever. Hearing him talk about it definitely made a hit a little different for me because, like, you could tell how much this meant to him. I mean, we've all seen the videos the Chargers have put out there. Justin Herbert as a child, right? And it, him wearing a Chargers shirt. Him writing, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be playing for the Los Angeles Chargers, even when the Chargers were in San Diego. Really, really weird stuff there. But yeah. to hear how kind of, like, nonchalant and, hey, it's going to be up to my agent about it he was before today. Yeah. And hearing him talk about this is the place I've always wanted to be since I was born. I mean, man, it's hard to find moments kind of like that in football. I mean, it's an absolutely special moment. It's a, a real life fairy tale. I mean, and, and this is what Justin Herbert said. He said, first off, I'm so thankful to the Chargers organization, the Spanos family, Tom Telesco for believing me in, believing in me three years ago, Ed McGuire, Katie Sullivan, Sylvan, excuse me, words aren't enough to express how grateful and how glad I am to be part of this organization. I had complete faith in them from the get-go. I never wanted to be anywhere else. This is where I wanted to be for shoot as long as I've been born and playing football. It's a dream come true. It's just really excited to be back out there with my team today. And you can't sit there and not listen to that and say, hey, I wonder who that one came from? Of course, a, a little ode to future Hall of Famer Philip Rivers with that uh, shoot addition there. But you got to love it. You absolutely yeah. have to love this uh, because, like I said, this is Justin Herbert who wanted to be a Charger, was a Charger fan, grew up rooting for the Chargers, got drafted by the Chargers, and now gets rewarded with the biggest contract in NFL history to stay with his hometown fairy tale team so an unbelievable story for justin herbert yeah i think the cool thing too is just you know seeing his teammates talk about him getting paid and how much he deserves yeah. it and chase daniel going on twitter and talking about it right and i think the other thing we saw a little bit on day one too is just him continuing to grow as a leader a little bit more yes. open at the press conference giving a little bit more for sure but breaking the team down at the end of practice it seems so dumb and it seems so obscure you know but like when he was breaking them down man like at one point, he's like, hey, shut up. I'm not finished, right? Like, I love it's like, it, whoa, man. you just tell the team to shut up so he could finish, right? And then afterwards, he gets water poured on him and chases down the coach and tackles him, one of the best tacklers on the Chargers. It but seems it was good. so small, Daniel. It yeah. seems so small, but that is not anything that we have seen in any right. single clip covering Justin Herbert since he was drafted by the Chargers. So that is yeah. why it may seem obscure, it may seem small, but it's noticeably different. It seems like Justin Herbert is starting to take hold of that leadership 
aspect of being the quarterback of an NFL franchise, and I am here for it. I'm here yeah. for that personality to come out, that swagger to come out and show everybody and kind of express a little bit why you are the number one or one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I just want to see it a little bit more come out. That, I want to see that swagger. Yeah, exactly. And maybe he can be that assassin, that rah-rah guy at times, right? Maybe that's yeah. what we're seeing. But another thing he was very excited about is his new weapon, Quentin Johnston. And, man, mm -hmm. I talked about it before. Like, you know, one of the reactions that other beat reporters had at OTAs was just, hey, this dude looks different moving the way yeah. he does at that mm -hmm. size. And I got to see it up close and personal on Wednesday. And, the char I mean, man, Charge might have got something here. Bro, like it, it, he wasn't making 50 yard catches down the field. I'm not here to tell you that, but like sure. there's a couple clips the Chargers have put out, and there's a couple clips out there of you know Quentin Johnston, what he was doing with the ball in his hands. And my god, pal, the amount of space that dude can cover, how quickly his acceleration gets going after he catches the ball. I mean, they had one play today where he left Raheem Lane absolutely standing still. Like I, I had it. posted about, there's a video out there too, but like he caught it cut between two defenders and they're not in pads you never know but like sure. he's big enough where it's hard to imagine him moving that fast yeah, he's these gonna DBs are going yeah. to be able to bring him down that easily right right it's not joey bosa air tackling austin Eckler, right this is no. him slicing through a defensive max at full speed and man it looked different seeing some a dude at that size moving the way he did i mean it got me hyped up for sure I mean, when I was watching the clips, I was like, my goodness, this guy eats up grass. The way he covers, like with those strides and that quickness, that's why I think when you look at Quentin Johnston, you need to pay attention to more of the GPS tracking data versus yeah. the 40 time. Because I don't think speed's going to be a problem. No. Speed is not an issue. I mean, if this guy gets going, like he absolutely can take off and he can go to the distance. And I think we have seen that. And yeah, I just think that it's going to be so exciting to watch some of those underneath routes that are designed for Yak really turn into serious yak when the ball is in quentin johnson's hands yeah it's easy to fantasize over him just catching drag routes right like over the middle and just seeing what he can do after that right we saw yes. it in the michigan game in the playoffs last year right he caught that oh, yeah. ball took it the house right took it to just the house gone stiff armed a dude right shook a dude and then he was gone and he it seems like he has the potential to do that and also like i've talked about before like when you see someone standing out athletically like that on a field full of the best athletes in the world that just hits yeah. a little different and that yeah. is what i saw my first day out there also happy to report zero drops from clinton johnston on day one i know that people are worried Amen. about that so no drops hands look good i mean i think a lot of it could have been like a focus thing before because it doesn't seem like it's a problem you can tell usually when guys don't have good hands i don't get that vibe from clinton johnston at all also had a catch in traffic today which was nice to see as well but man i mean it, he also took a jet sweep at one point Chargers were doing what they could to get the ball in his hands. Like, he is going to be that guy that I think can really, really help what the Chargers offense lacks, which is that yak, right? And it looks like, first impression, that yak is going to translate. But you know, I, I don't even know if I'm excited about it as Justin Herbert is because he had some pretty high praise for him, too. He absolutely did. I mean, when Justin Herbert was talking about Quentin John, he said he's been incredible. He's a playmaker. He's going to be a star. He's picked up the offense really quickly. He's fast. He's, he's got a huge catch radius. I'm really looking forward to throwing him the football. And I completely agree. I believe it. I think that these two are really going to start the beginning of a beautiful football marriage between you know these guys being one of the next elite QB to wide receiver tandems in the NFL. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go out and say he's going to be a star yet, but like I was critical of the pick, right? It wasn't yeah, who I liked both were. I wasn't sure if it was going to translate, and I sure. looked like I was very wrong. You know who else I didn't like coming out? Justin Herbert. So, <laughs> it, it, you yeah, know, it, it's one of those things where I don't want to get people too hyped up about it, but like he has elite traits. He has stuff that you can't teach, and it seems like from, you know, the articles coming out, uh, you know, Dana Popper talking with Chris Beatty their wide receiver coach about just like how coachable this dude has been yeah. and how much he still has to learn. Like, and like some of the simple things he didn't even know before he got to the chargers. Like look out. If that dude puts it all together, he is going to be a problem. I promise you that dude. It's freaky. seeing the way he's that made up moves. of all the right stuff as Brandon Staley likes to say. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he's made up of wires and, you know, robot stuff because it, it was unnatural seeing a dude move that way at that size. It. But yeah, I mean, past the eye test, at least early on. But another great thing I didn't know if I was going to see day one of Chargers training camp was J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson was back on the field, even had a play where he was locking up and putting the clamps on Keenan Allen. So we're going to talk about it. what it means to get that dude back and also looking good, right? Not just back, looking good back on this Chargers defense and being that, you know, outside corner number one. And what does that mean for Asante Samuel Jr.? We're going to get to that coming up right after this. <laughs> I think the Chargers put it best when they said J.C. Baxson because J.C. Jackson so is back in the mix. But that's just today's show. We will be back here talking about today's training camp. On our Friday show tomorrow, and I will be out at Chargers training camp, potentially looking like on Saturday as well, and I didn't think I was going to be able to be up there. So make sure you guys, the everydayers already know, but become an everydayer. If you're not an everydayer, be an everydayer, right? But everyone knows we are here five days a week, the only daily Chargers podcast. So make sure you guys are following and subscribing on Locked on Chargers YouTube channel and listening on our podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, so you're not missing, because it's going to be a hectic and a super exciting time during this training camp. But... David, we talked about earlier in the week, right? Dana Popper put something out about Jasir Taylor and Asante Samuel Jr. and what that was going to look like. But it was all predicated on one thing happening. J.C. Jackson being back. And we weren't sure he would be, right? He was cleared to the extent where he could basically be a full participant at today's practice. Was out there during 7-on-7. Was out there during the team drills, you know, going up against the Chargers' best receivers, going full speed, which I didn't know if we would see. Man... It was good to see J.C. Jackson back out there. And, oh, my God, the work ethic on this dude to come back from that injury, man. It, it's hard to kind of put into words how impressive that is. Yeah, I think we, we need to make sure that we stress it enough. Like, this patellar tendon injury is a career ender for a lot of can players be. out there. Yeah, yeah it, can it, it can be, and it has, right? It, it has taken the career from multiple players out there. So, for J.C. Jackson to, I mean, really do all the only thing that he could do, which was dedicate himself work to work, to sweat, to tears, to some agonizing hours, late nights. This is what it was all for, to get back for this day, to be back at training camp, cleared and ready to go. And then, and of course, Brandon Staley did say like, hey, you know, he's a long way from being ready to, to go and play in a game right now, but sure. we have to ramp him up. We got to get him ready the right way. But to see J.C. Jackson out there and not on the physically unable to perform list, I think, is everything that you wanted to see. And you can't help but be happy for the guy. You can't help it. I mean, in 
we saw the videos, right? We were along with them during the offseason Absolutely. where it felt like that dude was just sleeping at the Chargers facility yeah. because every day you'd see him out there just grinding and grinding. grinding. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's running already. Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't believe he's on, on the treadmill sprinting with, like, weights on his back. Like, it yeah. was crazy Unreal. watching this dude and, and watching kind of the journey there. And, like, we only see maybe 1% of it, right? Oh, this yeah. dude was living that life day in, day out. I mean, that's, I think, one of the most underrated parts of, like, football and how hard it is is like rehabbing isn't fun you know these dudes disappear well, it's and you the don't mental see aspect of it too like it's so it's hard a grind and, and like i think the other thing too it gives you kind of faith in is just like i don't think this dude's coming back just to get back right Absolutely i don't think this dude not. you know i don't think that was the biggest thing he's checking off his list like this dude seems to have taken it personally yeah that's that he wasn't one. able to live up to the very very hefty contract that he signed last offseason and he said so too like he said like i did not go out there and play the way i expect to play and i'm pissed i'm mad about it i'm very angry about it and i'm not gonna let that happen again exactly and it just seems like you know he wants to be all the way back not just getting back on the field and man he looked good like co plays hacking now and locked up Duran james actually mentioned that that play just of him you know, having a really, really good play against Keenan yeah. Allen. That's not the dude you want to see when you're coming back and haven't played football as long as J.C. Jackson has. <laughs> no. And, I mean, Keenan Allen almost mossed him on another one, too, where J.C. Jackson just had perfect coverage and he went up to go get it. But J.C. Jackson found a way to break it up. He looked quick, looked like he was sticky. He was sticking to guys and making plays it. on the football, which is what got him that giant contract to begin with. So great to see him back out there. If that dude can be back. Man, this Chargers cornerback unit is looking a lot deeper. But who the starters are, that part's still a little bit up in the air. We talked about what would happen if J.C. Jackson did come back. And I think the nice thing is, even if he's not cleared for a game, looks very on track to be ready for week one right now. And that would have been very much up in the air had we seen him miss a lot of training camp, right, and have to start ramping himself up when the preseason gets started and all that. But one of the things that means, David, is that he's the outside cornerback starting opposite of Michael Davis. And we know that spot was usually taken by Asante Samuel Jr. We talked about Jasir Taylor being the starter going into camp. That's what happened on day one, David, when the first team defense was out there. It was J.C. Jackson, Michael Davis, and Jasir Taylor as the first three corners out there. We got a full-blown training camp battle on our hands. Yeah, it's very real. I mean, despite all, all the people out there that you know refuse to believe that Jasir Taylor was the like guy <laughs> to be the slot corner, right? I mean, it's legitimate. Like, it's a very real thing. Like, they As have Jasir, right? You know, Jasir Taylor, it right now uh, on day one of training camp is the starter. I mean, he's going to be the guy that's out there. Obviously, Asante Samuel Jr. is going to rotate in, and yeah. uh, you know, Coach Brandon Staley still thinks very, very highly of Asante for sure. He does, and I'll talk about that, but. Asante Samuel Jr. was interesting to see. The first place he subbed in was in the slot. It wasn't outside to give J.C. Jackson a spell, even though he did work outside during practice, and that'll still be a big part of his game. But the first thing, the first time he touched the field was basically being Jasir Taylor's backup, but they were giving him those next reps Mm -hmm. at the slot to see him there. We talked about on a show previously, he only played 10 snaps in the slot or at the star position last year. And as Brandon Staley also said, hey, you know, sometimes that position's taken by Derwin James. Yeah. Who plays it too. But he did say that Asante Samuel Jr. is a starting level player. He thinks of him as a starting corner, right? Yeah. But he's not a starter right now. But this is what he said. When he was asked if he would play star more, which is the slot position, he said, maybe in the past, 
the depth of the corner room right now. I think that we have more flexibility to play him in there, where before I don't think we had as much depth on the outside for one reason or another. And then he was asked about, you know, what his role would be or, you know, how important he is to the defensive back unit. He said, in a big way, Asante Samuel Jr. is a starting caliber corner in this league. He's made a lot of big plays for us his first two years. So it is nice having that depth, David, but it just feels like, man, it's going to be hard to watch the dude with that kind of playmaking ability in, on the bench if he can't find a way to kind of eat more into Jasir's Taylor's snaps or actually just taking that job altogether. Yeah, I mean, that definitely is something that I'm still a little skeptical about. Just, I mean, you see Asante played so much football for the Chargers his first two years that he was in the league. And, yeah, it was a little bit up and down, but the spectacular plays are there for Asante. Like, the the circus interceptions, like, the ability to take over a game, like, you saw that, at least for a half. You saw that in, in the playoff game where he was a truly dominant player in, in this league. So I just still feel like if – Asante Samuel Jr. is able to build that consistency, that consistency part of his game. They're not going to be able to take him off of the football field. Well, I think Brandon Staley is telling you right there, hey, it's kind of hard when we know teams are running the ball to have him out there, right? And like yeah. we'd much rather have Derwin James playing in that spot if it's sure. a run heavy down or maybe even Jasir Taylor in this case. But if he's playing to his full potential, it's going to be really, really hard to keep him off the field. And it's great depth, obviously. Oh, that's it's, a, not it's a, a great problem to have. Yeah. That we were talking about with the Chargers. Oh, my God, I can't believe this guy's on the bench. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, it's not, not a problem we've had too often with this Chargers nah. team. Like, oh, my God, they have starting level players that aren't even starting. Like, How dare they? That is, a, that is a foreign concept for the most part. But I'm excited to see more of the rookies and Dayon Henley and Tuli Tuu Pelotu. Scott Matlock I saw out there, too. Lots of guys standing out. But we will get more into that. On tomorrow's show, as we see day two of Chargers Training Camp, we'll be back with you guys tomorrow to break it all down. But until then, make sure you're following us wherever you get your podcast from and also following and subscribing to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel to make sure you never miss the show. And make sure you're following me on Dan Talk Sports. I put some videos out there today. I'll be out at more Chargers Training Camp days. And you can also find David at Drotalk SD, as well as the show's page at Locked On LAC. And you can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Chargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. But, man, what a day. Day one of Chargers training camp. A big success leading with the offense and bombs away. I hope we see so much more of it. But we will be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.